Welcome to the Bear Den Podcast, presented by Bear Performance Marketing. Sit back, relax, turn up the volume, and feel free to use all of the marketing knowledge we have prepared for you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Bear Den Podcast presented by Bear Performance Marketing. My name is Matt Fralick. I will be the host of the podcast as we dive into marketing initiatives, insight, and interviews from small business owners that we work with in around Green Bay. I want to bring on the owner and president of Bear Performance Marketing. It only seems right to give him the first guest spot. Aaron Bear is joining me today. Aaron, how are you? Happy to be here. That's fantastic. I mean, we are here. We're in the office. So uh, it's awesome to break up the day and do a little podcast here. So all the content that Bear Performance Marketing does put out is free. We have our own blog. So it's called Bear Necessities. We put out content every other day or at least five out of the seven days a week. Really, we just always want to give back to the community that is small businesses that we work with. We have friends that are in small business, families. We also want to give back to the partners that we're partnered with because we want to be at least at the forefront of what we're seeing. So that's basically another arm of what this podcast is going to be is just more content for our followers to engage with, digest, and if they have any questions, how they can implement it, that's what we're here for. We're going to be turning also our Bare Necessities blogs into audio format as well. Those will be recorded. They're you know five to ten minutes long. If you don't have time to read them throughout the week when they come out on Thursdays, feel free to use the audio version. Let's get into things right now, Aaron. As we sit, we're a few months out from an absolute pandemic that occurred. It was tough for our business. Luckily, you've spoke a few times, you were able to put the gas down and we didn't have any absolute horror stories, thankfully. But as we come out of that, it's just been, I think, reaffirming how much we care about small businesses and how much we want to be an advocate of that. Is there anything you'd like to speak on right now, just how marketing's going and maybe just how, you know, I personally, like now I can add working for a marketing agency in the pandemic. That's kind of cool to my resume. Right. Other than being a podcasting amateur, I kind of want to have you speak on maybe your experiences in marketing throughout your lifetime and then just right now how you've you know, viewed things in the last few months. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Basically, long story short, when it comes to the whole uh, coronavirus deal is what we told our clients and what we practice ourselves is great adversity comes great opportunity, right? Although the natural uh, feeling is to go hide in your shell when everything started going down in March. A lot of people did, and I get that, and justifiably so. But what we did and what we recommended to our clients who could afford it is to get a little more aggressive because all your competitors or a vast majority of your competitors are uh, stopping their marketing. And I mean, we had a few clients who had to go that route as well. But luckily, a lot of our clients stayed the course, stayed consistent. And us, just like them, saw an opportunity to grab some of that share of voice out there in the world and tell a compelling message and uh, benefit from that. We've reaped uh, the rewards of being able to sign on some new partners um, to to help them because they get that and they see that. And um, we're also uh, very fortunate to uh, have been able to stay with and help long-term clients as well. That's the big piece there is just be consistent. And I mean, even get aggressive because a lot of people are, are backing off and have been backing off for a while, so there's a lot of opportunity. As far as starts of BPM, I'll uh, give a little notes version of that. BPM will be in its 12th year in about, well, 
in September, um, which is crazy to think about. But um, I graduated from University of Wisconsin Lacrosse. My background's in public relations and professional writing. My first job, I actually uh, I moved out to my first marketing job. I should say um, I moved out to Hawaii and uh, quote unquote marketing for uh, timeshares for Fairfield Resorts. And I was uh, one of the guys on Waikiki Beach that would market to you, to tourists, trying to get you to go to a sales pitch. I marketed that, and uh, I would uh, entice people with free luau's, which they seemed to like. So that was fun. Nothing I'd want to do for an extended amount of time. Did that for a little while. Got a little bit of uh, island fever. Came back home to Green Bay, where I took a job with Cumulus Radio. I started there and uh, was there for about five years or so. Just had a very different approach. Um, not a going to try to sell you radio commercials. I took the time to get to know your business and come up with a unique creative plan. If it didn't make sense, it didn't make sense. I, you know, if anyone who knows me knows I tend to shoot straight and sometimes that works and, you know, most of the time it works and people appreciate that, but uh, it can also ruffle some feathers along the way as well. But uh, at least you know what you're getting. After five years or so working for a big, big corporation, you know, the micromanaging and the just crazy quotas and nothing's ever good enough. I just, that's not an environment that I wanted to stay in. I had a few close clients that encouraged me to go out on my own. I actually ended up taking a position with a company, PR director, selling high-end car parts for like Lamborghinis and just crazy, crazy cars. And uh, I got to meet Jay Leno out in Pebble Beach and like one of the big wigs at Lamborghini. And I, I did that for a little while, but that wasn't what I was passionate about. So um, I had that handful of clients and I uh, started Bear Performance Marketing. Actually, I started that and kept working with that other employer in performance was um, strategic for two different meanings. Performance is if I was going to be handling all these high-end car part types clients and stuff. Performance, I thought, had a cool name there. And then performance, on the other hand, as far as actually performing for our clients and getting stuff done, because I work with a lot of agencies who are just concerned about billing and um, not real concerned about results. So I thought performance was very meaningful in numerous ways, even though it's longer, but uh, anyone familiar with us um, typically refers to us as BPM, so it works, works out all right. Fast forward from there, we're uh, now in business 12 years and been growing steadily, adding uh, team members along the way, and uh, I couldn't be more proud and happy to have everyone in our office that's here today, and uh, and here we are now. Here we are now, and we have Molly banky has been with Aaron forever, and she started as an intern, worked part-time, and she'll definitely be on a podcast in the future because her story's pretty incredible just to see the foresight within Aaron and to come along for that ride. That's incredible. You don't see that a lot. That'll be for another episode for Molly and more of Aaron's story. But to have that background, I think it's important because I remember talking to his wife the first time I met her and just about, did he ever tell you about him being in the basement and working on his desk all day and just all this stuff where it's been able to, it just, it's amazing to see that's a lot of the foundation of how small business that I've came across have started, Aaron. It's like people get fed up with the corporate world 
and they're just going to start in their basement, in their garage, in their spare bedroom, just to be like, this is what I have and this is what I'm going to run with. And I know my ambition is going to take me far. One thing I do, I've always wanted to ask you, Aaron, is you seem to find a ton of information about the industry, whether that's you firing it off an email forward and saying, hey, look at this, or you're just I feel like you always have a knack for seeing things that are even not in my spectrum. I'm on my phone a lot. Like I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, mm-hmm. trying to see the new trends, whatever that may be, or even suit different tactics. But like, where do you, I mean, there's so much of that out there and it can be diluted of what's good and what's bad, but like, what are maybe some big corporations or big firms or something that maybe over the last five, 10 years, maybe the last few years that you've been like, you know what, these people haven't figured out this kind of resonates with what I'm trying to do. Or is there a few of them? Or is there one person? Or what? what's your basis on what you decide that we should go after? Back in radio, my old boss, Greg Jessen, who now is no longer with us, he um, passed away a few years ago. But he, uh, he was very competitive. And him and I were cut out of the same cloth, I'd say, overall. He really banged the drum on uh, Roy Williams, the Wizard of Ads, and um, reading his books and just hearing Greg and my old sales manager, Buck Hine, just really talking about Roy Williams' perspective on things. And, you know, a lot of marketing, unfortunately, there's a lot of bad marketing, but um, a lot of it is, you know, the messaging is all on what do they offer? We have this, 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 this aspect. Well, the, the key to effective marketing is in the message, creating emotions. People buy on emotions most of the time. I mean, but if you need a nine volt battery, you need a nine volt battery, right? Overall, for, for most products and services, people go with products that make them feel good about what they want. Or I'm buying clothes. I don't really care what it's made out of. I care about Am I going to sweat in the summer? Am I get you know, just how's it going to make me feel, right? And I guess that was the biggest thing there is just learning about how to better write and how to just think about things. On the flip side of that, too, it's about being overly creative, right? So when I was in radio talking to agencies, a lot of agencies, a lot of artsy-fartsy, you know, people in in the industry, which we need, but... A lot of them just want to be super, super creative. Super Bowl ads, you know, how many people vaguely remember a handful of ads, but they have absolutely no idea who the ad was for. Mm-hmm. So you're really not buying anything. And I mean, these people are spending millions of dollars. Are they really selling anything? Eh, no, they pretty much just did it for their ego of creating a really creative ad. That's not the game I'm in. I'm in the game of making money. So and that's where we try to meet the creativeness and effectiveness together and get to that point where one doesn't overpower the other. And then as far as keeping track on, it's a long list, but I just, I try to stay away from quote unquote industry uh, magazines and publications, but then they just put their own political spin on it. I don't care how you view it, but like, I want good tips. Like, I don't want your opinion on what someone said. And I feel in today's world, you know, everyone's got an opinion about something and it's just like, all right, well, can you just stick to help out our industry and businesses? I don't want your opinion on stuff. I guess I'm just very particular about that keep looking on the internet, reading good books and asking other people that you trust what they're looking at and what they're thinking. And I think just starting at BPM back in January, you've opened my eyes. 
I always thought technology, I mean, technology is great and all, but like there's different pockets of it that you've gone down for us to like optimize what we're doing. Or even I just have came across different ones. Like we started with Boast software where we're doing like a video uh, review. And that was just because Aaron must be subscribed to some email list. And I'm like, well, this is awesome. This is a, it's just a, it's a seamless way to get feedback from people. And there's many other, I guess, technologies that I've been coming across in the last few months that are like, oh, this eliminates the need for troubleshooting or more maintenance. And you can do it all in this platform. And we've added a few of those in the last few months to help us do that, which is awesome. The book you were talking about, The Wizard of Ads, I've got through like the first two chapters. And that's exactly what it talks about. It talks about not selling, but tapping to someone's emotion. It's very powerful if you're able to do that. And it talks about how it's a very unique skill and certain word choice. You have to do that and how to approach it and who you're talking to and what they want to know. Right off the bat, it laid the groundwork for if you're in it to, like Aaron said, create some $30 million ad on a Super Bowl that no one's really going to remember or care about come Monday morning it doesn't really do anything. You're not doing any justice to the company that you're working for. I think it's important to know where that content's coming from, especially in the news industry and what we're in. Like at times you'll do a little research, you're like, oh, that's where this is coming from and that's why this person's saying it. Or if you even look further, you're like, oh, this author, this writer has this bias because of X, Y, Z. So you're really getting a jaded perspective on on their quote unquote industry trend. A couple of things that we do at Bear Performance Marketing are not limited to this, but we do social media, ads, and just content, copy editing, blogging, email marketing, graphic design, video components, SEO, website. I mean, the list goes on and on, but what are some of your favorite projects, Aaron, that right now you're seeing we're just having some success with? I know we've had some websites that have just launched in the last few months, which has been awesome. We have a couple other ones in the work. We're continuously obviously doing social media ads. We've worked a little bit more video recently. Well, for me personally, I always like the competitiveness of negotiating contracts with media. All my media rep friends out there probably don't think it's as fun dealing with me, but uh, I enjoy it. I like getting the most for our clients and kind of make a game of it with myself to see how far I can push reps and and get the most for our clients' money. And I think I'm pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. I really, really enjoy that. My degree is in public relations. I always love thinking of ways we can get free publicity. I always just enjoy that. We did some stuff with Jermichael Finley of the Packers a couple years ago, and I did it all by myself (laughs) just because I loved it and I was passionate about it and I know that that world set up different interviews and got them on a media interview schedule and appearances and like that stuff's just fun for me. It's just cool. And then I always like writing. My minor in college was professional writing. I always, always to the point where my wife and friends and family get annoyed because I correct them, but I, uh, I just can't help it. I just always like looking out how people write and how ads are formed and I mean, we'll be driving around and I'll make a comment on a billboard and I'll be like, this is the dumbest advertising I've ever seen my whole life. I have one particular company in mind I'm talking about, but I'm not going to say that. Those are the things that I really, really enjoy doing. And then as far from a a company wide, I love when we can really get our hands dirty and get involved in the all around brand and strategic execution, all the various moving parts and puzzle pieces and making sure that everything's aligned. I mean, I can tell stories about we dealt with businesses where they got one logo on a flyer, one logo on their website, one logo on their business card and with a different tagline. It's just a cluster. When we can really get 
down and dirty into a brand and make sure everything's aligned and the imaging is right and the messaging is right and seeing where they came from. I mean, we're working with Phoenix Tool right now, small town Wisconsin. They do some pretty awesome stuff. Haven't even had a website. We're uh, revamping the brand and coming up with the website, just being responsible for basically not making their business, but in essence, kind of, you know, so that's that's the fun stuff. We've talked about that a lot over the last few weeks and months just with having some new prospective clients and meetings where great and all if we get blogging or some email marketing, but really to get the most bang out of your buck to have the full spectrum under one house, I think is important, especially for us. We're competitive. We want all that because we want to have that responsibility and that pressure to perform. Phoenix Tool is a great one because you would think in 2020, everyone would have a website. They don't. And you go into their shop and there's millions of dollars of equipment and high-end stuff that they invest in, but never really needed a website because it's coming in. So that's been fun to see and working on graphics right now for them. Caitlin, our graphic designers, working on that. I don't want to say rebranding them, but you're giving them a more updated face, if you will. Um, So that's exciting. And I think just to speak what Aaron mentioned right when he answered the question was the relationships that he's formed in the industry is huge. I mean, there's some really great people I've met through him in the TV radio game, and they're able to not only have that relationship together, but he's able to use those relationships and leverage them to get the most out of them for the clients. Because I've noticed certain reps in that industry in the past and previous jobs just are like, here's what it is. Here's what I'm going to give you. Here's what you're going to pay. And it's done from what I've noticed. And there was a time, I remember maybe a month or two ago, we were working on something for a Schwab and PAC, one of our clients and Aaron somehow negotiated the guy to do a voiceover for something completely different just because it was kind of wasting some time. And he keeps them accountable, which is awesome. And I think just overall, it's a, we really are, I'm surprised so transparent things are here when it comes to finances and money, talking to a client about their contract and learning from Aaron and Molly, who've been in the industry a long time, you hear stories of how certain other marketing agencies will, hey, this is what you're going to get charged per month. And this is what you're going to get. But in the back end, that's not actually what you're getting. So the transparency has been huge, not only marketing companies, but businesses in general, if they would just take that approach, be like, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to charge you, but I'm going to show it to you on paper instead of just like, a lump sum and just behind the scenes, no one knows what the hell's going on. I had a story when I was in radio where uh, an agency still in business in Green Bay, Wisconsin, had a radio sales rep write a radio commercial for them and then charged their client for it. And they didn't do anything. That's the kind of garbage that I'm not okay with and we don't do. That shadiness, that character flaw, I guess, is a big part of why we've lasted this long and are successful is because we do the right thing, straightforward and transparent and honest with people. When we've been in meetings, it's amazing when people will hear that Aaron will kind of tell them that and how it works and how we operate and basically just brings the tension in the room from when you're talking about money of you know, hundreds, thousands of dollars, whatever it would be for a marketing campaign or a full initiative and pretty much just sets the room at a an even keel. And I think that's probably one of the main reasons, other than we're all great people here, we're able to really just collaborate with other businesses and we're able to show them we're real people as well. We're not going to pull the wool over their eyes and do some really just non-tactful and non-ethical things that I've came to find in this industry that's it's opening my eyes to really the last thing I want to hit on Aaron before we get off this first episode is last three months were a challenge right I mean we were working from home our big thing was connecting to small businesses during the the work from home during March April and early May we did well and I know you've passionately told me a few times that you're just 
amazed how like we just kept striving forward. I mean, we lost a few clients here and there. Most of them stayed with us. They're either back on with us or they're just, you know, waiting for their industry to be able to be open up again to a certain degree. The part that we've had the luxury of is just that we've really been able to stay afloat and do what we've been doing best. And it's working hard really is what it came down to. But if there's any advice, what would you do now to prepare for a complete global pandemic? I doubt that would ever happen again. It, it could, but where do you kind of push people now? Well, I, the biggest thing is consistency. That can fluctuate as far as dollars invested. Numerous clients of ours that were in the hospitality, tourism type business, they don't have a product to sell right now. And even most of them still do, but to some extent, but it's not even remotely close to what it was. So it wasn't them making a conscious decision to drop their marketing. They just had nothing to market. A lot of those, you know, they couldn't get government funding because that was payroll protection, but they couldn't be open because they're in hospitality and tourism. So they couldn't have employees to pay. So they didn't get any assistance. It was kind of a catch 22 there. Our clients in that world, it's a mess. It's not good. And there's no politician or law that's going to change that. I mean, even if the, you know, the laws have changed and, you know, relaxed, but still there's going to be some fear aspect within people's brains, you know, at least for a little while here with great adversity comes great opportunity. Been preaching that loud and clear for the last four months. You also have to be able to pivot to what you're offering in how you do things, right? And the successful businesses do that. You know, you may have not done a lot of takeout in the restaurant world, but now you're making it easier on an easy app. You know, whatever the case may be, you just got to adjust to your business climate. And we've seen that too, where people don't adjust to the business climate and they're not doing very well right now. You need to change and be proactive and stuff and then just be consistent because especially in any adversity, you know, much less a pandemic. I mean, a, a lot of competitors are going to go away from the limelight, if you will, of advertising marketing. If you can stay on doing something, being out there in some way, shape or form, there's a lot of market share to be gained. Some businesses, um, us in particular, we were fortunate enough. I put the gas down. I doubled our ad budget on stuff during the pandemic, which is pretty crazy since we lost a fair amount of revenue. And I guess that's another big thing about us too, as we practice what we preach. Like we don't tell anyone to do anything that we don't do ourselves. I took a chance and I invested more ad dollars. And for us, frankly, I mean, we're doing well. Like the people that are looking to grow and do see the light at the end of the tunnel and are experiencing that, they're looking, they're looking for help. They're like, hey, we need help. We want to get going. Like, let's go. Luckily, we doubled down and uh, we're hitting 2021, 20, mm -hmm. you know, so um, it's good. I guess that's that's the main advice that I can give. Consistency is the main tactic that we've been pushing to everyone the last few months, just because once you turn the lights off, it's tough to flick them back on and for it just to light up instantly. I always like the analogy of like an old basketball gym where you have those halogen lights you turn off and like uh -huh. we all know it takes like 20 minutes for those things. They're going to come back on eventually, but it might not be as bright in the first 15 minutes. I think that's huge and whatever you're able to do, I mean, just and it shouldn't be a global pandemic to wake you up to pivot your business, right? Like one of my favorite things is just that's just competition in itself. If we as a marketing firm exactly. know of whatever one else is doing, well, we're going to try to double down on what we do best and exploit their weaknesses. I never like the argument of well, it's, it's not fair. Like, well, it's like, well, it is fair. You have the same opportunity to adjust your business, right. like to just sit there and kind of just 
put your head in the sand and think things are just going to change for the better, even though you're not doing difference, just kind of kind of ignorant. But this is their first episode of Bear Den Podcast, presented by Bear Performance Marketing. It's going to be myself, Matt Fralick, generally hosting. We'll have a few of our colleagues pop on here and there, but we're definitely going to reach out to our clients, some other small businesses. And uh, we definitely want to just collaborate with everyone listening. And if you are one of our partners, we appreciate you sticking with us during these last few years, or even maybe you're a new client that we're getting started, like we mentioned a couple of You can find us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. We have some old archived YouTube stuff that's on there. That's pretty funny. Visit bearpm.com. We have all of our bear necessities on there. Go to free knowledge. It's all of our blogs archived back to like 2016, I think. It's interesting to look at some of the stuff that was on the website then that's actually Mm -hmm. relevant now or even stuff that maybe we missed the boat on. Because it's just what it is, right? You never can know what direction technology will take and how we have to pivot. But right now, something that we're looking at that we're ahead of the curve a little bit was just some video aspects. So we're trying to do that a little bit more, but please comment, rate, review, and subscribe to wherever you're listening to this podcast. And I do suggest that if there's a piece of information you took from this or will take from these episodes, share it with a small business owner, you know, whether it's a family member or a friend, or even just copy and paste the link and send them in a text or an email that they can listen to the podcast. It's really simple. We hope you guys are able to share it this way. But Aaron, if there's anything else you need to say. Thanks for listening. And we just want to uh, talk business, help as many people with their careers, with business growth, marketing. If there's something you want to debate, argue about, whatever the case may be, feel free to hit us up. And we're looking to get uh, various guests on board, chat about the business world as we know it, and do whatever we can to make everyone better. We'll definitely be having Aaron on for another episode, of course. That'll be coming in the next few weeks. But in the meantime, check out all the audio versions of the Bear Necessities on Bear Done Podcast, how to maximize LinkedIn, how to create a podcast. We had a really great one about streaming services last week on how to advertise, but that's all free information, just like this podcast is. We appreciate you guys listening. For Matt Frederick, that was Aaron Bear. Thanks for bearing with us. Thank you for listening to this Bear Den podcast. Follow Bear Performance Marketing on all social media accounts and look for further insight into marketing with Bear Den episodes and interviews with small business owners. Add in audio versions of Bear Necessity blogs, which are also available at bearpm.com slash blog. Send us your marketing questions for them to be answered on a podcast by our BPM team.